Hey everybody, this is Brendan Gersall and you are listening to the Speaking Of podcast. Today we are having a roundtable discussion. Always love these times together. Have some usual suspects on the show with me. We have Anthony Moore and Shay Guftal, my sister. And of course, we have a very special guest with us today. Mike McNeil has joined us. We have a great conversation about a few random things. And then we hit the idea, the topic of deconstruction. And I think uh, you're really going to enjoy it. So here it is, my conversation with Shay, Anthony, and Mike on deconstruction and other things. Welcome, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. It's a great way to start a start a pod. It is. They gotta let it run, Ron. The whole time. Just on a loop. (laughs) (laughs) I just I want to hear the bridge. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. And that flute flurry. We also need incense. Where's the incense? <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> uh, for well, viewers at home, that's uh, that's a something fun on Instagram. Yeah, we can talk about it later. If you Somebody want. praising the energy master. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm wearing my energy master shirt. You today. are. You've got you got crystals. Got the, You're got one got of those crystals. people. <laughs> I'm not one of those people. <laughs> just, uh, just so we're clear, <laughs> I have a body of work <laughs> and a trail of bodies. That's also uh, true. That prove yeah. that I am not a. A believer Indeed. in crystals necessarily, mm-hmm. but yeah. welcome, folks, to the uh, round table. Welcome back, Shay, Anthony, and then welcome back, yeah, uh, a friend of the show. Yes, yes. no stranger, oh, definitely. The man yes. who needs no introduction, Mister Professor Reverend Mike McNeil. Ooh. Welcome back. Oh, it's so good Cheers. to be here. Do we have any like sound effects for an applause or like a welcome? I I have R two D two. Come on, producer Ron. (laughs) Do you want R two D two? We have the nerd one. (laughs) 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 We we have that one, but we uh we got a good a good time together. I'm excited about today. I know we've got uh, producer Ron's got some just some segments that I don't know about, and then we're gonna have a discussion uh, based on a tweet and some. Uh, I guess an ongoing thing about deconstruction. And so, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun time. So what do we got, Ron, for some, uh, what's our first segment today? Let's do it. Oh, we got music. <laughs> there we go. Oh, we transition. Got transition. 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 There it so is. the first one is, what is today? Oh, oh what is today? What is today? When this airs, Friday, October 8th. Yes. You mean right now? Yeah, right now. Currently. <laughs> currently. Yes, currently. Yeah. As people are listening to this, whenever they're listening to this, it's Friday, mm-hmm. October 8th. Um, there's quite a few days today. First of all, it's World Octopus Day. Ooh. It's a good day. Mm-hmm. Good day to be an octopus. Get it? Because it's like yeah. October 8th. Oh. Uh, no. Awesome. Awesome movie on Netflix. Really? It's weird. It's called My Octopus Teacher. Yes, I It's actually like good. And that. it's it's like, it will pull you in and you'll be like crying by the end. Really? It's so amazing. Oh. It's yeah. not like oh, Energy I Master. <laughs> no. That's what it's I like, thought. Me too. You think it's going to be terrible and then it's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. My, my octopus teacher. I definitely saw the promo for that. I was like, ugh. Uh, that's what I did. But then I started yeah. watching it and it's good. two hours later, there's <laughs> <laughs> a the puddle on the floor. <laughs> two oh, two no. hours and a box of Kleenex <laughs> later. Wow. Amazing. I am just still sitting here trying to think about what the technical term for an octopus is. Something oh. pod. What is it? Uh, so, octopod. No, yeah. it's not an octopod. Arthropod. Like the Latin name. What do you mean? Like what? Like what's the category? Like, the genus. Oh, what's yeah. the genus for? 
Uh, an octopus. I feel like mm. I should know this question, but I don't. Cephalopod? Google Cephalopod? That would oh, be man. like the maybe. We're gonna family. Have to look, we're going to have to look that Arthro- up. Arthropod, maybe. It's something opod, 100%. The professor would give me partial marks Cephalopod on that Cephalopod is a thing, and arthropod is a thing. Uh, what is the genus? I was an arts Mollusca. major, so yeah. I'm, I'm out of this. Mollusca and cephalopoda. Uh, cephalopod. 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 Octopod. is also. Cephalopod. Yep. Octopod. You know, I got through school by guessing a lot of the time. <laughs> I was like, I guessed right more than not, <laughs> barely. I actually studied that crap, and I don't remember. I I, I had a teacher in high school that gave me the best advice I've ever had by a teacher. He called me up to his desk after class one day, and he said, "I'm going to tell you something, Mike. <laughs> this will get you through life. If you can't be good, at least be funny." Oh. And I was like, that was valuable. Yeah, yeah. Valuable yeah. yeah. for sure. Done. <laughs> what is it? The the guys on Babylon B, I've heard them actually legitimately talk about like that humor will get you in the door right. of places that just like straight up, yeah. you know, truth won't necessarily. Right. Like, yeah. That's why they're getting away with saying things mm-hmm. that you can't say. <laughs> but if you're joking, you know, yeah. you're allowed, you're allowed in. They're kind hilarious. Of thing. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's good advice though. Yeah, if you if you can't be good, <laughs> also a backhanded compliment, yeah. right? a backhanded insult. Yeah. I mean. yeah, yeah, or maybe a yeah. straightforward right. insult. <laughs> I didn't know it was backhanded, was it? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So, uh, hey, uh, way to go, cephalopods! This yeah. is your day. And this also, is it is egg day. Egg. Uh, so, in honor of egg day, we have some uh, stop some oh. mini eggs it's for you. Let's go. Let's go. I'll just yeah. throw them on the all table. Right. My misophonia is about to me. go into <laughs> two right overdrive. Mine. It's <laughs> mine. <laughs> all for me. I'll share. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. We got uh, mini eggs right. yes. uh, for you listeners. Oh, oh, stop. oh. no, no, <laughs> can't do it. There's no ASMR segment. Okay. I can't do it. Can't. How about this? How are you on little noises like that, Mike? You does it bother you? No, they don't. Yeah, you're because you're a, I'm, a I'm, good decent human I'm being. Pretty <laughs> <good>. <laughs> you're normal. I, I have the gift of being oblivious to almost mm-hmm. everything that's around me. Okay, that's amazing. Okay. I can't even get this open, Shay. I did. How did you do it? You just ripped it. Oh, oh no, no, Shay. Shay, you're the reason I even have <laughs> this know. problem. That's why it's so fun this to push generates, the button. This generates back to my sister at breakfast, <laughs> slurping her cereal and just. Me wanting to There explode. was a time when I couldn't even breathe around you without mm. getting punched. Fair. I didn't punch you. <laughs> I just would get angry. There, there was Why are you breathing? <laughs> he hit me with a pillow, at least. <laughs> Nothing else. My brother my brother took the pillows. My brother my brother shared a room. We shared a room because uh, that's what families did when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, we had bunk beds, and he was a loud breather. There'd be many nights. I would just reach down with my pillow and whack him so he'd roll over mm-hmm. and he's got many stories of waking up to a I thud. wonder we're all imagine a time when everybody didn't have their own bedroom and bathroom crazy right, right? Yeah. and phone oh, and no. I, know. <laughs> I know it's wild what a day. well national egg day great mm-hmm. we're uh which came first the egg or the egg day mm, i'm gonna go with egg <laughs> <laughs> What does that even mean? I don't even know. What does it mean? Is is that all the days There's one more. Okay. Uh, International Podiatry Day. (laughs) Oh, my God. Gross. Why? Like like feet? Yes. Feet. (laughs) Why? Sick. I don't know. Octopus, eggs, feet. I don't know. Why not? Why not have a day for feet? Wait, though. Is it like celebration of feet 
or celebrating or the study oh, of podiatry. Uh, podiatry. The science podiatry. of feet doctors. This Under, is their underappreciated day. in the medical oh, field. The foot I'm, doctors. Yes. Just show on TLC now. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not about podiatrists. No, right there's not. There is. You no. can't even watch it. Like no. it's so. Gross. It's like they do such gross things. Like I have to. I literally have to close my so eyes. So much hum for the mini. It's some almost like long. there are some cases where you'd actually rather seeing like a body cut open and seeing inside rather than looking at feet. Right. right. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. They, you know, they're the heroes of <laughs> our generation. <laughs> I bet you that shows on right after Doctor Dr. Pimple, Pimple Pop. Yeah, it, oh, it is. Oh, it is. Oh. And it's called no. "My Feet Are Killing Me." Right. Oh. So it's like, it's Gross. it's. There's no guessing what it's about. It's right out there. I'd rather watch <laughs> that than Pimple Popper, though. I, I love Pimple Popper. No, I'm not gonna lie. See, that is you just do. so, it's so wrong. satisfying. No, no. Oh, it's <laughs> not satisfying. See, here's the thing. It's like it's like it's like a torture. It's like a train wreck, though. It's like you're yes, watching you something away. Like revolting, and you can't look away. <laughs> like one, like a car accident, and they're cleaning it up. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> it. it's like that's it. No, oh. just it's a hard no yeah. on that one. Pretty much everything on TLC at this point is all like <laughs> the the great shocking. irony is like how is this the learning channel yeah what, what are am we I learning what are we learning here? people are disgusting <laughs> yes. what you're learning? there's right. various shades of stuff <laughs> pus, pus. Mm. gross yeah, it really okay. is well that was a great segment ron yeah, that was <laughs> let's, uh, let's move that. on let's move on yeah. yes it's the nerd corner nerd corner i don't think before we jump in here i don't think Mike, you're pro are you're not really super geeky, are you? I am not not at all, actually. No, oh. okay. no. you're at the wrong table, my I friend. I know. Well, I'll let you guys carry this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like Bradford. Bradford kind yeah, of does Bradford that just too. sort of he doesn't know how to contribute. Just to this backs part. up. He yeah. sort of walks around the room while we <laughs> well, nerd out. Mike, have you at least seen Star Wars? I have, yeah. Okay, because okay. that's that's all you need for this. Okay, okay so right. I don't have anything to show you. What I want you, oh, go ahead. I just I showed Bradford the uh, Energy Master. Oh yeah, video. <laughs> which again, folks, you need to look up Energy Master that guy. But the thing that he was quick to note was, dude, there's not one brother in that whole <laughs> <laughs> in that whole room. People. It's only white people oh, there. Well, it is Portland. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that Portland is not. Yeah. A colorful city. Yeah. Anyway, oh, back to Star Wars, Ron. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So what I want you to do is go around and of the three original, of the original trilogy, the three yeah. movies, rate from best like oh, one, okay. two, and three, and why? Oh Quick no! Answer. Oh gosh! <coughs> if you can, oh, I think it's easy. It's, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's not easy. actually. It's not easy for me. I don't well, know them that so we got well. Number one is easy. We got a New Hope, Empire Strikes yeah, Back, Return of the Jedi. Which yeah. one has Jabba the Hutt? So if you don't even know the answer to that, you shouldn't be rating these. Yeah. I know. Um, That's the best you one. You are disqualified. <laughs> and, it, and the answer is, no, it's not. Yes. Well, That's Anthony and I both know. We'll say it together. Yes. Same time, right? One, one two, two, three. three. Empire, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> 100% yes. the best 100%. one. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been too long since I've watched Star Wars mm. to give any input. Yeah. So... I think we can all agree that the Empire yeah. Strikes Back. Yeah, and I think that's fairly universal, too. I would be shocked if that was among the true. Yeah. I think. Carefully, you don't want to get canceled. I know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> of all I've the things that we that say, it's going to be that? I've laid that down yeah. one Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's a great... To, to Woke culture likes it. I mean, mm. Luke, Luke is fighting the patriarchy. Yeah. Look in at that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's, uh, he finds out about his oppressive father. Yes. Rebels yeah. and runs yeah, that's great. Mm. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely uh, Empire Strikes Back is for me, yeah. number one for me. Then I'd, I'd, I would go 
I think I, this might be the wrong answer, but I would mm. probably, I think I enjoy Return of the Jedi more yeah, than A New Hope. Although, I, you can't I, have one without the I, other. You can't, right? <laughs> and I guess, I think you have to give New Hope at least some semblance of like, like it's the thing, it's the thing that started it all. Like it was the first one. So the, it had the low budget. We're going to do, it was made with the most love and they didn't think it was going to work. And it was mastery of editing and soundtrack. Really? Hmm. John Williams saved the movie. And so, you, so yeah, I, I guess, I don't know. Like I, if I had to choose, I'd be hard pressed. John Williams needs a day. He needs a day. He probably has he a, day. The dude, day. The dude probably like has a day. The dude is like ninety. There's a day for everything. The dude is like ninety. He has up. saved so many movies by his soundtrack. <laughs> He's <laughs> made them, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Indiana Jones. Yeah, a good soundtrack goes a long way. Yeah, Wasn't he Jaws way. too? Uh, Didn't yeah. he do Jaws? Yeah, like yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure it was yeah, him too. He's he's a legend. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't know if if I if I had a gun to my head, I'd probably go. I'd probably go Jedi: New Hope. Yeah, me too. For two and three. Me too. Yep. That wasn't that hard. No. 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 Easier than I thought it would be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we don't. Wasn't enough input. There wasn't enough debate. Yeah. No. Yeah. no. If you'd have known, if you'd have known, Ron, you would have known that Empire is <laughs> I'll easy, tell you though, easily number one. I'm not one of these like Star Wars snobs that you talk to with some of these guys, they will not acknowledge anything outside the original three. Really? Really. Like they, uh, won't, they, yeah. they hated. The, you know, the prequels. Yep. And then when the new ones came out, now they hate those even more than the prequels. And you hear you hear mm -hmm. a lot of chatter about, actually, the prequels weren't that bad. You know, mm -hmm. like there's like this revisionist history happening. I, I think they're all pretty I may have movies. had that conversation already today. Oh, wow. <laughs> today. Yeah. I was actually having coffee with someone. And I said, no! we just. <laughs> <laughs> I actually said, I actually said pretty much verbatim. I thought the prequels were bad, and then the sequels came. <laughs> that was that was how that came out of my mouth. I thought they were all pretty entertaining. Like just yeah. to be fair, they're all pretty entertaining movies. Yeah. So that's yes. There's some there's some there's some bright spots in it, but it it just feels like George Lucas was. I don't know. It was just like he was. I, people <laughs> thought he was a genius, and then when they let him, they set him really free after. 20 years <laughs> he kind of showed he was i don't know it was just like yeah. it wasn't as a part-time just an average yes, he was a part-time <laughs> he was so average right? i feel like that's <laughs> some not all of his ideas were like gold right? isn't that good advice too for like someone who's like an all-time great just like mm. when you have the temptation to come back don't mm. right <laughs> jordan jo michael jordan should have done that right yeah, like totally not having the wizards oh, tapes something would be would be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So get to know when it's your time, I guess. Some yeah. valuable life lesson in there. Yeah. Well, I don't think anybody's listening. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up next, Ron? Right. What do you got? We'll move on. Um, so two weeks ago, two Mondays ago, you put out a Monday minute. Yes. That I thought was very good. And if you are listening to this and you haven't read it, go read it right now because it's really good. Pause but and go read it. Yes. <laughs> uh, be here now is what you talked about. Ah, uh, yes. So do you, I have a few quotes from it that could generate discussion, but do you want to remind me? You remind you? Yeah. You were do, do the quotes because I got to, okay. I've, yeah, I've created a bunch of stuff since then. So. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, so two quotes, uh, living in the past and living in the future, rob us of the gift of the present. Mm. And then another quote is he, God invites us to seek him. Wherever and whenever we are, God invites us to find that he is the ultimate what, where, when, why, and how of life. You're talking about how um, 
Jeremiah and Jeremiah, I believe mm-hmm. it was, where yeah. they're in this, where they're in the season where they were told like, "Hey, just stay where you are, like yeah. yep. Mary, do all these things." Uh, because what if in that moment where maybe though it's not ideal, God is trying to teach them and invite them into something? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that in in Jeremiah mm-hmm. where it's like he commands them to seek, like seek the betterment of the city. Yep, and it's such a contrast to you know they would have just desired to go back to. Jerusalem, yeah, where they can worship. I think I wrote that because, you know, you may not know this or not. There's a lot of Christians that are having a hard time with uh, <laughs> pandemic restrictions. Really, I don't yeah. know if anybody else has heard that, yeah. but uh, not in our church. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah there might I, even be one at this table. Say, certainly <laughs> not at this table. Yeah, so uh, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a more of a maybe out of that, mm. you know, and just to find. That God, like, okay, here we are. Let's like manage intention. The fact that, you know, God call. We're here in this moment, and mm-hmm. the kingdom is not some other place, some other time. Yeah. But God wants us to establish it and express it here in real time. Yeah. And I think it's been a very humbling and telling season for all of us as Christians, like just to look mm-hmm. to zoom out and look at the fruit of how you've responded to a lot of this stuff. And mm-hmm. it's not always been kingdom of God fruit <laughs> for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the, one of the things that was that I think I feel like that we've done at least, I feel like that even you and I have done pretty well is that we have had, like if someone was a fly on a wall on some of our conversations, like we've had a chance to like, this is the mistake is the feeling of the need to air all of your positions on social media. Mm -hmm. Right. Like there's a, there's a, there's, there is so much wisdom locked up in just don't say anything. You have no idea how many tweets (laughs) I haven't sent. Like I type them up and I get them out of my system and then I delete them. them. But there is like, (laughs) like, like, and even not just us, but just people around, like we've had these conversations of like, you can't tell me what to do yeah. and all this stuff. Like we've, I'm going to sing and yeah, I'm going to, yeah, yeah. And all that stuff. And then, and at, in the, in the course of like the, the back and forth and the, con, in the contending and the wrestling, even, you know, relationally, like I feel, I feel like we've landed in this spot. Number one, that doesn't make everybody completely happy. Uh, it's a, like, again, we're, we're not, we're not catering, but we're also, landing in a spot I feel like is actually um, we're doing the best we can to find the gospel, like to find kingdom, which has been my heart all along. Like even in the midst of what do we do? How do, how should we respond? I, I feel like we've done, um, we've landed in a God, a, a God spot, but a good spot that's actually kingdom minded and, and shows, mm-hmm. you know, kingdom value. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to like at Kingswood, I'm trying to run an outreach program. Yeah. When nobody will let you go out, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, right. But what I've what I've found is that you know even though on some weeks I'm working on Plan D and E, mm-hmm. like there's yeah. all like God always finds a way. Yes. Like there's always if you're looking for it, there's always something you can do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's always something that God has for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just kind of like working past the frustration yeah. Yeah. of having to constantly shift and transition and flex Mm -hmm. Uh, once you get past that yes god has something there and sometimes it's surprisingly good yeah right yeah yeah Yeah. 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 that's actually that's actually good because you actually think that 
like if we have to if because because plan a isn't like you have all your eggs mentally at least in plan a if you have to suddenly find plan b c d whatever you think the quality of that is actually it goes down but if god's in it then it will be good and it will be surprisingly so Mm -hmm. right on paper it should be less than right but once you actually put god in it and actually do it then it's I think it always yeah, these totally. these moments expose to us though even what you were saying Mike about like sometimes we attach to our plans like we maybe put more stock in the the mode or the the means by which we express our faith in, in like an unhealthy way like I think these moments force us to have to like deal with the essence of what we're doing you know like right. you go back to the command to Je- in Jeremiah to like mm. you know even though you can't worship in the temple which is a beautiful and awesome thing and i'm grieved that you can't too and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff notwithstanding there's nothing stopping you from living as the children of god in babylon yeah. Yeah. Right? right like he's right. like you can get married mm-hmm. you can plant gardens you can mm-hmm. bless the city and still um operate in the calling i have on you as my people to be a mm-hmm. blessing to all nations I think yeah. that's the hard part and maybe the the thing that the church needs to constantly keep in front of itself right now is there might be some things that God actually wants us to like let go of so that we can get to like you know in the words of Matt Redman like the heart of worship mm. right the the heart of worship isn't that we do it in this building yeah mm. this certain way at this certain time at this certain place you know with these pe- with, you know those protocols mm-hmm. there's a deeper thing and it's not unhealthy to have to like think through yep. okay what does it look like for me to worship god here now yeah, totally. so you know and i think that's something we were all wrestling through. yeah one of the more meaningful church services i've ever been to was at a house church in china wow where Ooh. you know we all had to there was like a small group of us we we're you know as foreigners we had to we had to leave where we were staying uh like 10 minutes apart uh all take different routes we, we were the church was in an apartment. There was four different entrances to the apartment building. So we all, we all, we, we arrived in a staggered way, came in through different entrances. Wow. Like all, the, all of this was just mm. the prequel to getting mm. to church. Right. And, uh, you know, and there are people all over the world working in yeah. really tough circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow the spirit yeah. of God is, is still there. Right. Yeah. So totally. Yeah. yeah. It does reveal the heart, doesn't it? Like, and, and this is such a healthy moment for us yep. to be in. Like, even I think it, I remember seeing a video, uh, of a, of an underground church in China, like getting their own Bibles. Uh, yeah. you, did you see that a few years yeah, ago yeah, yeah. and they're just yeah. weeping and they're yeah. hugging it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, I complain about, you know, which translation mm-hmm. is this? Right. And does yeah. uh, that, you know, like mm-hmm. in translations a matter, I'm not saying they don't matter, but like sometimes we, attach things to the detriment of the real beauty of what you know Mm -hmm. god is trying to to give to us you know so yeah it's uh i think that's going to be the gift of this two years that we're in is like uh <laughs> hopefully two years, <laughs> hopefully two years. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> two years to flatten the curve yeah. 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 Two years oh. to that's depressing yeah. Yeah. all right let's yeah. move on let's move on that's no, good so, there all right it is. it's time for tweet talk all right and this is going to set up our our greater conversation correct yes. so yes. we want to talk deconstruction so yeah, you a, found a tweet i did Cue it's a very up. very common thing um now and a lot of people are talking about especially people 
in my friend group in my generation, which I guess two of you are technically my generation too. But <laughs> um, so this person, this kind of he proposes this idea of deconstruction. He says, uh, what if deconstruction is just new language for being born again? When Jesus said these words, he was challenging an already learned religious expert to unlearn, become a child again, and rethink everything he knew. Sounds like deconstruction to me. Mm. And go. So deconstruction, uh, where do we even start on this? Um, I don't know where to jump in. I have a lot of thoughts, and I'm sure you do too, Mike. <laughs> and I don't want to dominate right up front. But what's what is your guys? What are you guys seeing? I think I think it is accurate to say there is a level of um, profile to the word deconstruction and the yeah. conversation surround it surrounding it that is new-ish, like that. Yeah. You know, there's there's certainly a wave of it happening right yeah. now. I yes. think that's that's mostly due to social media because everybody's deconstructing in real time in front of your eyes right and it's just i don't know i don't know what it was like prior to social media but i feel like when you can put your thought process out there for everybody to see it kind of it piques interest right and so yeah i I know mike you've been you've been at a a christian university for your in a few a few decades now right and and i was there and de- like, and we'll talk about this in a minute. And I've got some notes, even. To sh- but like, deconstruction is not new. However, like, there is a a level of newness to this iteration. Yeah, and there's a lot of baggage that comes with the word, you know, kind of right now. So I think it depends. It depends on what you're deconstructing, right? And so, mm-hmm. I will. I'll put a shameless plug in for. Uh, I'm. I started writing on Substack, and oh, uh, really? Yeah, it just kind of every week it comes out, yes, and have. just different thoughts on. Uh, just different thoughts on faith and culture. Yeah. But the very first one I did a few weeks ago was called Deconstruct Your Doubts. Mm-hmm. And and Good. the basic story was, like, I didn't grow up in the church. I grew up pagan. And, and I realize now that I deconstructed my, I deconstructed, like, my lack of faith right. in mm-hmm. becoming a Christian. And, but what, what we term deconstruction now, like, in the Christian world is, you know, it's kind of a code word for a lot of people who are leaving the faith. Yes. Like they're, they're, you know, it starts and it starts chipping away. Like you deconstruct, uh, you chip here and there at the edges of your faith. Mm. But for a lot of people, it becomes like an exit ramp. Yes. Uh, right. They, they, they don't realize that when they, they first start, that it comes an exit ramp from the faith. Yeah. Uh, and so we get these, you know, various Christian leaders or celebrities suddenly yeah. it seems like they're suddenly announcing something but it's yeah. taken them a long time to get there i would say too that you know for for my part what i've observed is that there does seem to be a lot of like and this is the you know this i think this is a a key part of it there does seem to be uh either uh recent or uh or over time some trauma or some some adverse relationship relational dynamics that come to play that actually contribute to the deconstruction and I, there seems to be a level of woundedness there's a lot of emotion and, underneath right. the rational yes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that that actually it's like it seems to me like and and you know i know some people but i also have observed people that i don't know sort of like walking through all of this in and i it seems to me that you 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 pick up on a lot of that right so in 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 a in a 
from a pure emotional standpoint, it is, it's not, it's not forced or fake. It's actually just, it's very raw and real, whether that's, uh, you know, whether that's uh, misguided or not is sort of certainly up for debate, but it's certainly, it's raw and it's real. And I think it's, that's, that's part of that I've observed in it's not, it's, uh, it's different right now. And I do think Shay, you touched on it a little bit with, the, with the reality of social media and like the way that it's transmitting and being shared, um, mm. and people finding maybe community or quote unquote answers in this that they were looking for. Right. Um, I think one of the things that's propagating it too, is like the celebrity culture that we have. And you do see a lot of, um, you do get news, a lot of like Christians that have, mm left their faith or they're, you know, they're deconstructing and, and like they have a platform. And unfortunately we've to a detriment in the church, like, you know, basically said that if someone has a lot of followers, they're also a good Christ follower and yeah. that's not necessarily the case. So yeah. you certainly see a lot of that happening. What are you seeing at like, well, and there's, I think just like culturally, there's this like all across the whole culture, not just in the church, we're seeing this, we're seeing demo day like, yeah. and everybody loves demo day because it's fun to break things. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. at some point you have to stop and put them together yes. again. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. that's that's happening in the broader culture. Do you think critical uh, theory is kind of a driver of that? I, I think so. I think there's a you know, I think we all have lenses that we look at the world through. And so as a Christian, I like I have to look at the world through scripture. Right. Mm -hmm. And if I'm looking at it through any other lens, it's going to be distorted, yeah. right. you know, and so, uh, and so there's, uh, there's a lot of, uh, like in postmodernism, you can basically take, take anything and look at it through whatever lens you want to, that you right. come yeah. up with. Uh, and it, you know, where as, as a Christian, you're kind of like, well, uh, the way I look at the Bible is that, like I have to take the context, I have to take the original right. language, the yeah. you know what the original writers meant. Like mm -hmm. if all of that is just mm -hmm. thrown out the window, right, then you can interpret things however you want, yeah, right. and you end up with some pretty yeah. crazy ideas. It's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty natural thing, you know. And one of the, one of the interesting things about deconstruction too is you don't actually see. Um, like many people being converted into this kind of progressive Christianity outside of any other avenue other than they were kind of evangelicals yeah. that, that shifted into that lane. You don't see someone who is a Muslim that then becomes a progressive Christian right? You, or an atheist mm. who becomes a progressive Christian. It's only this kind of exit ramp off of right. kind of yeah. Orthodox Christianity. The progress is always in one direction. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. And it's, yeah. that's, that should be a, a, a giant indicator light on your dashboard if you're right. if you're kind of shifting into <laughs> right. that lane like it's it you are not going with much traffic at this point right. and you might be heading in a bad direction but I, it is a natural thing though too like on one level because I, I remember like you know growing up grew up in a christian environment which i'm thankful for but every kid that's raised in that environment has to do some level of deconstruction yeah. mm -hmm. in order to find what is real and I, I went mm -hmm. on my own, my own journey. Oh, you that. have like, to wrestle. Like, like at some you point, do. you have to wrestle with it all. Yep. And so, yeah, it's it's not all bad. I do think though there is a there is a level of like this is a category five kind of deconstruction yeah. hurricane that is bigger than just Christianity and faith too. You're seeing that politically, right. you know, geopolitically, uh, 
you know, the constitution is being deconstructed, you know, the family is being deconstructed and, you know, for Christians, and we'll get to this in a minute because I want to unpack a little bit more about the why of deconstruction, but it is important that we like, you know, perk up and think about like, what is the aim of the enemy? And it is to destroy and divide and disintegrate. And I think like, honestly, I think Satan was like the, God is a creator. I think Satan is a critic. Yes. Right. Like, yeah. and, and, wow. and we live in a culture of, of criticism. Yeah. We live yeah. in a culture where critics are being lifted up yep. Yep. and, and to be on like, like any idiot can be a critic. It's so totally. easy it's to tear so things easy. down and be a critic of something. Yeah. It's so much harder to build. Let, let me yeah, ask you this right. question. Yeah. Like you've been at this longer than I have. And I, I know people from 20, 25 years ago who were like, went to Bible college. I was friends with a lot of them oh, and, yeah. and a lot of them are not in the ministry anymore or that. And some of them not even in the faith, not, not right? even yeah. in the faith anymore. Yeah. Like, do you see like, like, do you think that it's like maybe a little later on that they ran into these moments? Like, is it, is that thread similar like 20 years ago as it is, as is it the same thing 20 years ago? Just, we don't have the public profile of social media. Maybe, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, well, you know, some people just kind of, they go along and they accept everything about church culture or whatever, whatever they've inherited, their theology. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some people just like kind of hit that point later than others, mm-hmm. right. you know, and they, and so uh, I can think of one, at least it's like going years back, but I can think of one graduate, like he was, it was back in the days of like suit and, suit and tie pastors Right. And, and like he carried a briefcase to class and he was the student <laughs> yeah. council. Pri- like he's an atheist now. Yeah. Wow. And I think he just all of the stuff that everybody else wrestled with at 15 or 16. Yeah. Like he wrestled with it in the pastorate. Yeah. When he was like 25. Okay. And just like and just. Yeah. Like the stakes are much higher. For sure. When you for wrestle sure. then. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, that's when I, it hit me like yeah. in 2000. I was working here when I went down a vortex of like very left kind of progressive Christian, like I use the word Christianity loosely even right. in this case, but like, you know, went down a vortex of deconstructing my faith, you know, reading stuff that was very much, you know, not taking the Bible as authoritative by any means. And I, I found, like I came to a crisis of faith where I decided, I, like I made a decision mm-hmm. that, okay, I've got to plant my flag somewhere and not, and not, you know, deciding or objectively clarifying where my faith is, yeah. is still a faith position and a decision. And so made a decision to like, basically go, there's stuff in the Bible. I don't understand. I don't like, and yet I'm going to, I'm going to, this is my starting point is this is your word. You are who you say you are. And I'm going to build from there. But I would say the Lord brought my whole faith system down to the very, very foundations. But yeah. I'd say from there, I've been building ever since. I, Billy Graham did the, you know, if you read his, his story, he came to a crisis moment like that uh, in the ministry. There was him and Charles Templeton. Yes. Templeton became an agnostic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Billy Graham just decided, uh, despite, despite some of the doubts I have, I'm all in. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm laying my bets on Jesus, mm-hmm. and that's it. And he, and he never looked back. And I think, yeah. I think every Christian, every, and every Christian leader comes yeah. to some kind of a point like that. Yeah. That, that, uh, maybe even several times, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah. that was true for me too, yeah. right? Like that was, I don't remember a lot of the explicit details, but I remember being in that sort of that early 21, 22 in that age, right? Where I was, 
I I was removing myself from my parents' faith, and then and then deciding it w- if it was going to be my own. Right. Yeah. And so then I yes. I wrestled, and then came to that came to that decision. Mm. Yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, like, um, questioning probably to a fault, you know, for years in the church has been pushed away as bad. Right. And quest- right. questioning's not bad. In fact, right. it helps you. It helps you dive in deeper at times. I think doubt is ultimately a red flag. Like, like that, the whole Bible and the whole invitation of Christianity is to is to believe. It's faith. Like, so mm-hmm. you know, faith is the virtue, and and I think doubt leads to maybe even unbelief. And so I think there's a fine line between doubt and questioning, but it's not all bad. Like, there's two types I think of of deconstruction. Like, I was thinking about it like this. Like, if you look. If you look in the scripture in Genesis where the, where the serpent shows up to tempt the humans, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you know, did God really say, mm-hmm. right? And, and the, the thread behind, the thread that he's pulling on is pulling God down. It's, it's bringing, it's calling into question God's godness. And does God get to say, is God yeah. really good? Like, and there's a, there's a motivation to some deconstruction that is, you know, breeds suspicion and distrust basically. Mm -hmm. And it alienates us from God. And it is possible to say yes to that answer that like all of us have a point in our life. Did God really say that? And, and we can answer yes or no. Yeah. And I think it comes down to the heart though, because you saw Jesus on the flip side, also in the zone of deconstruction, the question came, you know, like, you know, actually it wasn't, did God really say this time? Because the enemy knew that Jesus knew that. It was, mm. but it was still trying to use to weaponize, you know, the word of God. But right. Jesus responding, you know, you have heard it said, right? And so he's, he's actually trying to hold up the word of God as authoritative, mm-hmm. as opposed to tear down. And so I say all of that to say, I think at the end of the day, when it comes to deconstruction, it's not is deconstruction bad. It's why are you doing it? Is is it is, is your motive so that you can love God more and like love him more with more of your heart, soul, mind and strength? Yeah. Or is it so that you can escape him or, or remove him or that kind of thing? I think that at the end of the day is where this thing plays out as to whether it's going to be health, healthy or harmful is a th- question of motive. Do you think people know like in their heart of hearts before they even start this deconstruction process, do you think they might, already have an idea of which direction they're going to go. I don't think they're honest with themselves about it. Maybe yeah, not, I, I maybe think not it vocally, be. but I think I, I think maybe somewhere in there there's there's already a, I'm either going to use this to turn away or turn closer, but maybe not. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think probably like in our heart of hearts, we we kind of we kind of know. But then we don't like we don't admit it to ourselves yeah. until yeah. later. We don't. Uh, and there's a lot of layers piled on that too. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. and Super and it comes down to like it all comes down to authority. Like it's it, it's always like you know because I'm you know working with uh, working with Gen Z now, which is different than you know millennials, and it's it's kind of like what is the what is the authority in your life? Like is the authority. Mm of what truth is and what you're going to do, the word of God, or is it your feelings? Is it your own thoughts? Right. Like, and, and so if you're yep. deconstructing, like with, like, I, I'm trying to please my own feelings and my own thoughts, 
then you deconstruct your way all the way like you 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 deconstruct god yeah mm -hmm. whereas yeah. if you're uh if scripture is your authority and you've submitted to that yeah. like you're like i can deconstruct christian culture all day long for sure and, right. and, it's and there's things that i need to throw that's away right yeah. yeah but i'm not uh there's a line there that i will not cross right yes yeah. and I, I think that's that's the the big the big thing behind it is like are you trying to deconstruct god or are you trying to deconstruct things that get in the way of you and god right and those are those mm. are the two the two and i think yeah. The reality is most people, at least with this kind of wave of deconstruction, most of what I have seen has been, you know, an attempt to to deal with the problem of God, I, I think, and the authority of God. At, and yeah. I actually heard a, a guy um, from Portland, uh, oddly, <laughs> oddly enough. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the guy. It wasn't the energy master um, <laughs> guy named Joshua Ryan Butler. He works with Rick McKinley. Um, I don't know if you know Rick yeah. McKinley. Yeah. But uh, he was saying deconstruction is a symptom, uh, like a symptom of, he said he had four kind of diag like root problems. And he, he said the first one you'll see people deconstructing is really a symptom of church hurt. Right. Like they, the, mm -hmm. they were hurt at church, something went wrong at church. And, and that represents God. And that, so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. rooted, it's yeah. still rooted in God. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really them trying to work through, you know, something that happened or didn't happen right. at, at church. The other one he said was poor teaching, you know, people will deconstruct and, and that's just a reality is like, um, and again, also has a, is a theolo there's theological implications. And then I think to what Shay, you were saying, he said another reason people deconstruct is an attempt to justify sin. Basically you're, you're trying to put up framework to be able to right. allow yourself. Yeah. I, I, I took a risk in a, I teach a social justice class and uh, one of the students in my class last year had a, had a brother who was, grow, grew up evangelical, came out as gay and now is now uh, goes to, goes to uh, like a kind of a sister college. And uh, so like I, I zoomed him in and we had a discussion uh, about, about like he's a gay Christian now yeah. and he has a theology mm -hmm. to back that up. Right. So I let him actually... I let him give us like his theology his and then we, we, you know, and to, to me it was really obvious. This is a guy that's really wrestling with his identity and he's trying to find a way to justify, Yeah, you know, yeah. and I, and I told him flat out, like, I can't go there with you yeah, uh, because of my, and my understanding of the scripture. But I know that there were probably a couple of students in the class that were tracking with him yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, because like ultimately, ultimately his, his lived experience yeah. mm -hmm. yep. was That's more of an authority word. in his life right. than the scripture was. Right. Yep. It seems almost like people have been so caught up in the way of the world and my, what I was taught doesn't really fit within the framework of the way of the world anymore. Yep. So I'm going to take what I was taught and kind of figure out how I can morph it into what's yeah. politically correct now and what's socially acceptable and all that kind yeah, of thing. You, you bring up like just, just, something occurs to me just something like that the authority of self right like the authority that mm. that that you're that it comes from within and not from without and we were just we were just talking about that and listening to something on that um recently just about how that's a recent development in society that that the authority and how you live your life and your worldviews all come from 
within versus we do, we get that right. from we get that from outside and that's actually you know ultimately that's the christian worldview that our authority comes from us surrendering self to an to an outside an outside standard an outside authority yeah yeah, right? yeah. 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 Di- dying to self is the antithesis of that yeah. right to- yeah. totally what the scripture yeah. calls totally. us to do yeah yeah jesus did say if you follow me Come take up your cross, like yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's a, that's the the primary driver yeah. right now, though, is just like trying to build a justifi- a justification mm-hmm. for how I feel, yeah. and and not being willing to to crucify that. And that's mm. really, I was just pulling up uh, Paul, you know, instructing Timothy, saying like there will come a time where people will not endure sound teaching, like in, yeah. in which is to say like it's gonna it sound teaching's rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you've sat under sound teaching, it's going to beat you up at times and yeah. be like, you know, yeah, there's a part of you that needs to die mm-hmm. so that the the truth can live. Yeah. And it says though, they will not endure sound teaching. They're going to, they're mm-hmm. going to find ways to get out from under it. And, and then it says like where it says about like, um, but we'll have, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from the list from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. If that isn't. Yeah. Oh, it's scary. Scary accurate. (laughs) If that isn't today, I don't know what it is. Well, the difference, you know, like when you guys were growing up, if you wanted to do your own thing, you would go like, I know what right and wrong is. I just want to do the wrong. I'm going to do it. Now it's it's like no I'm going to totally redefine what right and wrong is yeah. Yeah. which is a whole different ball game. So I'm yeah, still right. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very um it's very like arrogant, I guess. There's a level there's a level of arrogance to it yeah. where it's like I'm going to redefine truth to suit like the world now has to be morphed to my whims. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be yeah. transformed into it. It's not even like you know, Paul talks about like, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, man. We don't even live in a time where that happens. Like we're trying right. to get the world to conform to the pattern of us, yeah. which is yeah. like a right. whole and other the, level. And, and so, you know, the, the logical end of that is you've got 7 billion little gods running yes. around yes. the world, the God all bumping into each yeah. other. And that's where the yeah. chaos comes yeah. from, right? This, like I the mean, sense of chaos and, and disintegration, right? Yeah. Like, and there's no wonder why, like, do we not connect the dot though to, the discord and vitriol and disunity of the of the world right now is at an all-time like petty high right and it's because we there's seven billion gods and like you can't worship that way because yeah and we you know when people talk about the lgbtq community as if it's like one thing but if you yeah like whatever (laughs) however far you want to go offends me but i mean there's all kinds of infighting and And like, there's all kinds of things within that community where uh, people are arguing and 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 a lot of bad blood, and so it's not it's it's all totally it's all disintegrating down to a minute kind of level. Well, and and I mean, the irony of keeping having to keep adding categories. Like, have you seen the updated pride flag? There's like uh, a whole new the whole triangle section to put more shades on it. Okay, and it's like that. It's no longer a community. Like. Yeah. The whole inherent value of community is to actually lay down 
certain parts and aspects of yourself to unify in what is greater. Mm. And yet inherent in this is like, well, no, we're just going to keep creating categories under this banner, but now it's communities of one. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like a one man wolf pack, you know, and it's, it's disintegrating though. Like it's in, like you said, like the, you know, the feminists don't much like the transgender movement. You know, like right. it's, it's yeah, feminists are like, you know, I've been fighting my whole life for women's rights, and now you're telling me there is no category such as women. Like, yeah. how do we and how, how dare do we you put those two things together? How yeah. dare you call yourself a woman right. when, like, you didn't give birth, right? You know, yeah. like, so yeah. and you do see, and it's uh, but the objectivity of that, like, it's very hard when you're in the emotion of it, mm-hmm. you know, and all of us are, I think, are prone to be fair, we're all prone to, to coming into the zone where we justify our own behaviors. I think fundamentally, though, like there is this like level of this is why the gospel came to us through a cross, right? Like yeah. that it, it, it at the end of the day, invi- it bids us like Bonhoeffer says, it bids us come and die. Mm. Like that's that's really the invitation is like, no, I'm not OK this way, even yeah. though I feel it strongly. It's like there's there's got to be more. I'm not true, and I'm not perfect just the way I am. It's such a, I think it was Jordan Peterson. I saw a clip saying like, is there anything more arrogant than saying you're perfect just the way you are? Right. Like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> you're not at all. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, the, the, the sorry the fourth reason <laughs> uh, that he said though yeah. why why we deconstruct and this goes this goes to the culture today too though he said is like just street cred like that. There's a there's a level of virtue signaling to yeah, be it's to trendy be, yeah. to Popular, be seen yeah. just to be seen as yep. you know I'm open minded and mm-hmm. you do you and you know it's it's not popular to take a hard take on truth yeah <laughs> it's like well and this the, the 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 lie in there is that that you know you you take a stand in that in favor of that and you get called brave and it's actually right one of the most unbrave thing and oh, courage, sure. un, uncourageous things yeah. there is. Because it's actually like very easy to be like, this is how I identify. This is, you know, this is the thing. This is who I am, right? Which is Satan's, Satan's will is yeah. is that everything be the exact opposite, right? Yeah, of what yeah. God has said, right? Yeah. And yeah. and so when you when you get that when you get cowardice being called bravery, and when you get that, it's kind of like a sign of what's going on yeah. behind the scenes, like right. spiritually, right? For yeah. Sure. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Woe, woe to them who call evil good and good evil. Right. Yeah. Like we are, we are in that. It's wild that God gave us, you go back to like Adam giving, being given the power to name, you know, and name the animals and that God mm-hmm. actually put the authority for us to categorize things is a yeah, wild is. power that we have. And we are wielding it very poorly right now, you know, mm-hmm. in just calling, whatever we want you know you're so brave you're you're yeah. you're heroic yeah to you know to take that stand that is going to be politically applauded yes <laughs> like, yeah. like how is that brave yeah. it's going to cost you nothing yeah you know anyway that's not a politically correct thing to say. <laughs> no. but so he's yeah and then uh, john tyson i was listening to him talk uh, about about this topic once too and he was saying and i thought this was this was really poignant poignant (laughs) um he just said like don't sleep on the relief that comes from deconstruction like in that faith and following jesus is hard Mm. like it's just hard it's it it it's there's a weight to not being in charge of your own there's also a relief that comes in that too Mm. 
but it, like following Jesus is not easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like there's there's stuff that like having faith and trusting an unseen God is not easy. And like he was making the case that it's like there's a there is a real momentary relief, like a, almost like a dopamine hit that comes from just saying, you know what, I'm done with that. And it doesn't have to be that way. I'm going to do this my way. And uh, he said, don't let momentary relief from the struggle convince you that it's a substitute for a lifetime of life and peace. Mm. You know, but that life and peace is hard fought. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And it's, it doesn't it doesn't come easy. Mm. So I got a I got an email today from a guy I worked with in Myanmar, a pastor over there. Uh, and it was it was kind of his like update and you know and Myanmar is in like total chaos right now the mm-hmm. church is being totally oppressed they they can't even uh, they they're, they're really afraid to even go out of their houses mm-hmm. uh, in Yangon where, where he lives and and so his report was like all about individual they, they call them evangelists they're just they're just regular Christians yeah but but the, it's all individual it's like evangelist so and so did was able to go and visit their neighbors and do this and evangelist. And, and I was just thinking, man, like the Christians there are living under like such conditions, mm. but, but the, but the determination and the hope and the faith, yeah. like it was all just like coming out of, at, yeah. of that email at me, you know? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, I got to save this and read it again yeah, because this guy is like the real deal. Yeah. Here, man. No like, this is, this yeah. is, Following Jesus isn't easy, yep. but totally worth it. Yeah. Well, it's just that I think that the beauty of that, like even from an, like an eternal perspective, is that the ones who who the ones who w- are willingly take their life into their own hands, who have already like like they've settled that question that if I live, you know, f- for me to live is Christ and to die is gain, you know. They've already answered that. There is a freedom found in that, that that we don't we don't appreciate. Like we in the West don't appreciate that. And there's a beauty to that. And I think I think it's like you don't have to worry necessarily about that guy, like questioning his faith because a lot of those questions are actually already settled. Like if 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 he said I am willing mm-hmm. to take my life into my own hands to yeah. go to go minister to my neighbor to spread the love of Jesus to my neighbor then it's like that there's just such a beauty. There's a beauty and a simplicity in that. And it's like, okay, yeah, our, our, that guy doesn't have it all together. That guy doesn't probably doesn't have all the answers to all the questions, but there's a settledness in him that I think is like, is so attractive to me when I like, you know, with, when we hear have the luxury almost of, of that deconstructing or de- deconstructing and asking some of these questions that if, if actually we lived in that, we wouldn't, those questions wouldn't even be questions. Right. Right. So yeah, there's certainly, I don't think there's probably a huge wave of maybe deconstruction happening in in Myanmar right now. But I I do think maybe some, maybe some of the Buddhists are being, are deconstructing their faith and becoming Christians. Yeah. That's that's the direction that's going in. Right. And like, I don't, I just don't think Jesus is scared though of, well, anything, but, oh, yeah. <laughs> but specifically though, you know, like a wave of deconstruction happening within, you know, Western culture, mm-hmm. you know, it's e- a, lu- it's really, it's a luxury it, item. It, 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 is. Really it is. It's something that you can only afford to do yeah. if you're uh, wealthy and white and you live in Europe or North America. Yeah. Yeah. The, the real yeah. God's going to be bigger. Like, right. like 
the God of the universe is, is going to be bigger than something that fits on fits within you or something that you can just mm. take out and handle. Like it's like, like it's a sculpture that you can make in your own image. Mm-hmm. And like at the end of the day, it, if someone feels that they can just call into question like God almighty without any sense of humility or surrender or fear of God, mm. there is, there's that's telling on, you know, the life that you live and the, the, the margin that you think you have. Like, I think real people of faith at the end of the day, when tested, it proves that they've chosen to cling to God, no matter the cost, even to their own personal well being. And that's what's happening in Myanmar is like, there's a level of surrender. It's surrender. It's like, who gets to be God? Is it you? Is it feelings? Is it culture? Is it, what's politically correct is for, you know, what's virtuous or like, is it, is it Jesus? Like for me, it's Jesus. Cause you throw the, you throw the word around like God, even, I mean, yeah. that, that can get really messy. I mean, that yeah. gets, that's when we get into energy master, right? <laughs> like, like I, I am not laying my life down mm. for energy master, no. you know, no. but for Jesus, yeah. After taking seriously what he said about himself and what was said about him, I have concluded that he is who he says he is. And if I'm going to take that seriously, it's always going to come back to this confrontation of lordship. And he's Mm -hmm. always revealing to me areas where he's like, yeah, you you're holding that with a pretty close fist there, my man. And uh, last I checked, I'm on the throne. Right. And like, yeah, yeah, it's you know, this time is clarifying who is Lord of our lives, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, and that's, I think that's the big question about deconstruction. And there is a world where, again, deconstructing is a healthy tool if yeah. your motivation is to to see Jesus as more beautiful and more Lord, yeah. right? Are there God, are there things in my history? Are there things in my church expression that I've been part of that aren't true to you? Like that's the, that's the big kicker is like, what are you trying to stay true to? Right. Is there a, we, no, I think his mic went out for a second. Mind it? Seems to be back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, all right. I can hear myself <laughs> anyway. And the good, the good news yeah. is that like the, the last major massive kind of, uh, deconstruction wave to roll through our culture was followed by. The Jesus movement. Yeah, exactly. Right. I think there's hope for that again as I, well. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like, but right now I think it is time to have, not only have these conversations, but for the church to like really get clarity because God's got to, yeah. God, God will establish a remnant that's, that's able yeah. to, Agreed. you know, be that shoot for the new growth that he's going to bring into the kingdom. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Mm. What, well, let's talk really quick then, like, as we wrap up the deconstruction conversation, you know, what I, and I threw a couple of things down, but I'd like, I'd like to hear you guys, like, what is, how should the church, you know, you got parents think, parents listening to this right now, they've got a 18 year old that's deconstructing. We've got, yeah. you know, I've got people in, my, in the congregation here that I know are in that season and in that moment, yeah. like, how should our, what, what should our response be? to this wave I'll tell, I'll tell you my natural response and i don't know if this is good but uh, at least i'll <laughs> go with my fir- my first response is that you know is that when i see somebody who's it and it, it, it tends to be very at least very obvious from social media that they're actually wrestling with all of this i i'm like first i'm like it's okay that you're de- deconstructing but please don't go anywhere 
Like that, that, that one is my, that's my initial response is like, let's just stay, don't run away, stay in community, wrestle, but mm-hmm. within the context of community. Like that seems to me like that's whatever my, that's where my heart goes and all of that. And again, I, th- I think that's mostly good. Um, I think that's like, it's just like, cause when you, cause one thing that the enemy, enemy wants to do is he wants to isolate. And if he can pull everybody apart and get them by themselves, then he has like, and it's the the prey. It's just like again, like a it's a predator prey scenario. Like yeah, I want to isolate the, the the weak one, right? So if you're going through this crisis of faith and wrestling and deconstructing, it's okay that you're doing that, but don't like don't run away and don't like don't feel like you have to go away. Stay within community. Stay within some relationships. Stay. Don't remove all your connections while you're doing that. And I think that if you're able to do that then the likelihood of you coming out on the other side of deconstruction uh, healthy and whole yeah. is actually, it's, it's your, your odds are, your odds increase that that's going to happen. I think there's a real clue in there too, though. And for people who are going through this, like a lot, a lot of the times when people within a church community get caught up in deconstruction, it's because new voices have come in yeah. and, and begun to influence them. And like, mm-hmm. There is an epidemic right now of like maybe taking for granted the voices that have always been there. Right. You know, I remember uh, there was a news article that was published, one of multiple about our church uh, locally. And <laughs> like it, it had some claims in there that were just categorically false, like right. categorically false. And like, anyway, I had some, I'll, I'll save my media rant. I've done that before and yes. I'll save that. But like, <laughs> I remember, I think it was Andy Broad maybe that posted something like just about like, hey, let, let's just not assume that because one voice says something, all of a sudden it's better than the voices of people who have been consistent over the yeah. last 20 years. Right. Like, don't just throw the voice of the people who have cared for you the most yep. aside so that you can hear the voices in the echo chamber of what you already want to hear. Mm-hmm. And right. social media is only going to tell you what you want to hear. Right. It's, it's going to optimize those and you are going to find people who will agree with you. Yep. And I would say don't run from that. And I would say that beyond just the, 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 the deconstruction, like vaccination debate, whatever debate, it's like lean into the community of people that have been around you yep. and have shown themselves to how to love you through thick and thin and are, mm. you know, like listen to them if they disagree. If there's a multitude of people who love you that are telling you something that you're like, hey, no, this is wrong. Yeah. Like hear the wisdom in the collect the collective voice of the community around you. Yeah. I think that's super important. Yeah, I put I put all my chips in with Jesus like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, yeah. So I'm bat- like all in. I'm batting my whole life on Jesus, yeah, man. Like, yeah. but uh, but I would say uh, like one of the things that I've I've kind of noted about myself and probably about others is that the, the mind follows the heart. Yes. Like yeah. you're, you know, it's what, what our heart wants is what our heart wants. And then our, our brains will rationalize whatever. It's and, really good. Uh, you know, Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. So like whatever road you're like, wherever you're going, wherever you're heading, like, what is the fruit of that? What are you experiencing out of that? Mm. You know, is yeah. it, is it what you're really looking for? And then, and then like, be just, be brutally honest with yourself, check your heart 
check where your where your heart really is. Like be be it's real courage to do that, uh, and to, you know because your because your your brain is just going to rationalize and and social media is yeah. going to put you in an echo chamber and tell you all those things that support that. Totally. Uh, but mm-hmm. you you ultimately you ultimately know in your heart yeah. what is it? God has placed eternity in our hearts. Yes. Like it's mm-hmm. the you know there is something in us that just wants truth. And, uh, and if you, if you go after that, you will always end up at Jesus. You really will. Yeah. I have a few, I have, I jotted down a few thoughts here when I was thinking about like, what, what is our response? Like, how should we respond to this? I think, I think the church needs to be like provide wisdom for, you know, help for people to see the enemy's schemes in this. Like, again, like the, the, the end goal, like judge a tree by its fruit. If it's, if it's causing you to break away from community, disintegration is happening. Disunity is happening. Like to, I think we need to be a voice that like say, Hey, let's just exam, let's just zoom out for a second. I know you're all in your feelings here or even in your thoughts. Let's yeah. just zoom out and, and like examine the fruit. Mm-hmm. And like, if this is causing strife in long time relationships, if this is causing anxiety in you, if you find yourself angry, like, let's just, let's, I think we need to be a voice that's constantly, and I think that's a thing that the Lord's doing in this hour right yeah. now for the church. It's like, let's just, let's just look at the fruit of how we're responding to these things. I think that's yeah. a huge piece. Another piece I think is we need to not, and I've seen this in the church, and I think it's a mistake, do not coddle doubt. Right. Like, I, I think we need to, like, recognize that is the seed of Satan, mm-hmm. is, to, is to sow doubt into the nature of God. And to who God is, like, did God really say, is yeah. it true that he doesn't want you to eat from any tree in the garden? Right. Like he's, he's trying to sow doubt. And so the church, and I think that's what, that's what got me down a trail in back when I was in my mid twenties of deconstruction was I was told that doubt is good, right? you know, but doubt is not good. Questions, questions are good sure. if they're good questions, yep. but doubt is a, is a faith. It's a heart posture. And I think the church has to be quick to call doubt as sin. Like right. the, the doubt, doubt should not be uh, coddled. And then, like, there's a there's a passage in Jude. Sorry, just to just to pause there for a second, because I think I think this is important. Is that it's okay? And I think just to emphasize that that it is okay to have those doubt. Uh, sorry, questions, doubts. But it's the it's the settling there. It's the staying there yes. as a life sort of as your position in life is to always doubt that's the detriment because everyone everyone has those questions and what you do with those questions is the it's sort of like the um is is to not live in that questioning state for a long time Mm. but to if they if you run into them if you bump into them to chase them down right to actually get some peace some resolution to those questions we all we all have doubt yeah all of us it's yeah. it, uh, faith is what we do with our doubts, right? right? Like it's, it's, I'm choosing not to sit in this place. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm, 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 I'm going to sit in my faith. I'm yes. choosing, I'm choosing to trust. And like yeah. faith isn't having all the answers. Mm-hmm. Faith is, a, 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 there is a resignation of, you know what, God, you get to be God. I've examined the evidence and to the best mm-hmm. of my ability, I think this is a, you know, a, a wise decision, but there's a whole lot of mystery and there's a bunch of it. I don't, I don't even like. Yeah. Yeah. Faith is trusting a person Yeah, you know, yeah. that you've yeah. built a relationship with. That's good. Yeah. So in the same way that, you know, in all our other relationships, uh, maybe that person can't give you all the answers you want about a specific thing right now. 
but you built up enough of a relationship and enough of a trust in that person right. that you're like, I'm going to wait until they can give me yeah. some answers about that, right? Yeah. That's good. And then uh, Jude gives some instruction, actually. We don't read Jude a whole lot, hmm. but um, just talking about the need to be merciful, but to speak the truth and love. I wanted to read this. So Jude, in verse 17, because there's only one chapter, but it says, uh, Dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are people who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you eternal life. Then he says, be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire to others show mercy mixed with fear, hating even clothe, clothing stained by corrupted flesh. Mm. Like I love that he kind of, he holds that stuff all in tension. Yeah. Like yeah. never, never villainize a person who's mm-hmm. going through this. Don't, let's not, let's, let's hold, like not get caught. And the enemy would love to have the church just, you know, castigate. Is that the word that like so. to the, you know, that, that crowd of people. And I think yeah. there's probably a level of that that I'm prone to. Mm-hmm. Like I, I hear, I hear some of the arguments for it and I just want to like bang my head against the wall. <laughs> like, you, you know, the energy. Or the energy. bang somebody else's head. Yeah. Just the end. Like, <laughs> like real, like I listened to a podcast uh, prepping for this that was of no help, but um, uh, I listened to uh, a debate. Uh, it was, it was Michael Gunger's wife. Um, talking about like her position on faith now and like that it's you know I I found God from within and we're all God and blah blah like and I was just like no no (laughs) like I was just getting so mad I was getting angry and I was starting to get angry at her yeah you know and like there's a level of like we have to man we have to like guard the enemy is so at work in this on both like to the person deconstructing and us yeah and it's not um this, we could probably talk about a whole other podcast on this, but it's not, it's not just ideas. Like I, I really believe that it's a spiritual warfare yes, thing going on. Absolutely. And that, uh, you know, when you open yourself up to doubt, there are spirits of doubt that come and play on yes. that. When you open Holy. yourself up to violence, there are spirits of violence. Yes. That, and, and so, yeah. Uh, so there, are, there are things behind the scenes that are driving agendas. Yes, uh, and and so prayer and spiritual, uh, like all of those things, come into play, as well as apologetics and and just like all the stuff on the surface. Yeah, as well. that's actually really important. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's easy to like approach this all from a from an intellectual yeah. level, and it's more than and that. and it is yeah. absolutely more than that, and it's actually often more real, and we're just. They're just, we're just seeing the manifestations of that. Well, and the enemy will want to get us like to move us into like spiritual pride. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and that's, that's what I think the church is very prone to in this or intellectual pride. Cause like Mm -hmm. a lot of the, a lot of the intellectual arguments, like when you start getting into the deconstruct, like they're not good. They're they're, not good at all. Really (laughs) bad. Like, and and it's frustratingly bad. Like this logic doesn't hold up if you think for even two minutes. But again, like the enemy's happy for the church to get on their kind of intellectual high horse or their moral high horse. Mm -hmm. Whatever high horse we'll get on, he's happy with, (laughs) right? And like, we've got to take this kind of 
the same humility that the the deconstructor needs to have. We need and there to needs to be soul that. apologetics. Like sometimes yes. when I'm talking to somebody, they're talking up here on this intellectual level and God will, you know, like through one of the gifts of the spirit, God will whisper something to me mm. that the real issue is and it's emotional yeah. and it's relational, it's mm-hmm. underneath. Yeah. And if you can stop at that moment and go, Hey man, what's really going on here? Yeah. Like yeah. What's really and you like you can disarm yeah. all of the smokescreen stuff. The enemy's and get happy to the real issue. The yeah, enemy's happy true. to have us like to take a person and have like a a false faith that they they deconstruct to destruction or they build intellectual infrastructure all around it. It's like because you meet people who have incredible like they they know apologetics inside and out. They know their scripture. They've got it. Like you see a lot of fundamentalists. Like fundamentalists is just the opposite end mm-hmm. of the deconstruction right. spectrum. Yeah. It's just another way to deal with your own dysfunction by kind of building up this this infrastructure to ignore the actual problems in your heart. Mm. And so yeah. so again, the enemy's happy for us to like anything to get us off of the real Jesus mm-hmm. is is it Yeah, great, so yeah, you know? somebody has doubts and they, you know, you know, you're having this discussion with them. If you can somehow, if you can somehow remain humble, and just communicate like, "Hey, I'm not trying to defend any position here. No position is as important as you, Mm -hmm. but I like I really care about you. And and what from my from my viewpoint, you are heading towards destruction, and I don't want that for you. Like I want something so much better than that for you. That that was my final kind of word of advice. I think is like help people help people count the cost of this and, and to count the cost of discipleship. Like Dallas Willard has a thing in um, uh, renovation of the heart where he talks about like when Jesus did that analogy of like nobody builds without counting first counting the cost. Like he was saying he actually wants like what Jesus was inviting us to was to actually do the math and that yes, this will, you know, the part we don't think about a lot is yes, following Jesus is going to cost you, mm-hmm. but not following him is going to cost you a whole lot more. And that's, yeah. that's the invitation in that. And I think that's part of our job. And so back to what you're saying, Mike, is like to help people see, look what this, look what this is doing in your life. Look at how this is mm-hmm. maybe disintegrating things or look like, or maybe you're not taking seriously what Jesus actually said. Like this doesn't line up, you know? And so it's how people see the real Jesus and count the cost of following him versus not, not following yeah. him. Yeah. But yeah, that's, 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 good. that's yeah. Mike, where where can people find your Substack? Like, how does that like like I'd like to know. Uh, yeah, it's called Soul Apologetics, and I just uh, it's kind of writing from the intersection of faith and culture. So cool. uh, it's just Mike McNeil at Substack right. Check it and, out, people. Uh, yeah, and so uh, yeah, I just put out something every week, and just whatever is going on in the culture and in 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 the church, uh, just comment on it. That's yeah. awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. It's been fun. Thanks, producer Ron. Thank you. And uh, yeah, hope uh, hope people enjoyed this as much as we did. This is good. Yeah. See you later, people. <laughs> hey, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. It was great to have that conversation and just dig into some of that stuff with Mike and with Shay and Anthony. Hey, if you want to know more about Mike or follow him, you can check him out online. His name is Mike McNeil. He's on Instagram. He's on Twitter, Facebook. He's got some great resources and material. He's got a podcast. I'd encourage you to check him out, Mike McNeil. Hey, thanks again for tuning in today. Hope to see you next time.